Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. How are you, T? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Episode 13. Oh my God. What happens in episode Such an unlucky number. (laughs) (laughs) But it's my favorite. (laughs) imagine if like you know how like hotels don't have a 13th floor on purpose or whatever like imagine if shows didn't have 13th episodes (laughs) like it went from 9 12 to 9 14 for no reason (laughs) what's happening (laughs) it would be so stupid yeah it would be why are you this superstitious (laughs) um there's a lot no okay not a lot but there's like quite a bit to talk about in this episode (laughs) Yeah, a lot of shit. It's a little bit like all over the place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't know if it wants to be an episode about like new parents or an episode about teen sex or an episode about like what? Like I, it's so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> or or an episode about like teaching your kids a lesson or what? Like it's so weird. It is. And in that weirdness, mm-hmm. didn't you get weird like season one flashbacks? especially from Eric and his whole thing in this episode. Yeah. Didn't it feel like season one, Eric, where he's like scheming and manipulating behind the scenes and like testing his kids and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's so weird. Like it, it's kind of a departure for this season. I thought it's a little like good job. All over the place. Yeah. No, it was an annoying episode. Yeah. At some point I gave up on notes because I was like, (laughs) I'm done. I'm just going to watch you and, be pissed <laughs> kind of fair fair, fair yeah fair. yeah um okay so this is episode 913 mm-hmm. as we've said the title of which is the fine art of parenting there isn't one <laughs> <laughs> well okay but i kind of like that because i like that it's you know that they're calling it the fine art yeah. which in of itself means like what it's subjective it's mm-hmm. not exact whatever yeah i guess art couldn't be exact it doesn't matter but like <laughs> It kind of speaks to how parenting is an art. Yeah. Like it's not a science. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not exact. There's no way to do it right or wrong. I know. You just kind of have to do it. It's kind of like, how do you measure that? I guess just by collecting data, but. Well, but that, that, but again, like, how do you measure that? I don't know. Like to what, how successful your kid turns out. Right? That's what I was going to say. I feel like the proof ends up in the pudding of how that person yeah. ends up becoming as an adult or And it's whatever. like you can't you you can't really plan that out it, because life is, you know, a bunch of shit gets thrown in your way every day. Yeah, and I think like it's this weird thing that happens because as a kid, right, like your parents are your world, mm-hmm. like or your family is your world or whatever. And then there's like this threshold you cross as an adult where you realize that your parents are just human beings doing yeah. their best muddling through the world as mm-hmm. you are now also trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's and then it's like it kind of comes full circle where you realize like parenting is just making a series of decisions that you don't know if they're bad or good until, I know. until after you know what i mean like then why do it no i'm kidding yeah no seriously though <laughs> it's a little scary like, not is. not a little it is it's 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 honestly like the most like terrifying undertaking that anybody mm. i feel like could take yeah and terrifying in the sense of like because it's all uncertainty there's no nothing like there's no yeah. net there's no guarantee you just kind of have to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. You know? And that kid is an awesome test for your ego. 
to like practically die. It's awesome. What do you mean by that? Unpack that a little bit. For me. Um, I just think that like kids kind of, they test, not that they test you. No, they do. That's wrong. Yeah. They definitely test you. Yeah. But, um, your ego, I don't think has a place. I see in that relationship with you and that child. And that's when I think you're going to be most confronted with your own ego is because of that kid or that boy or that girl, they are the ones that are going to like shove it in your face. This is your ego. And I'm literally wearing the suit. So how do you want to treat that? Or how do you want to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to say. And I, I like, I'm still trying to develop that thought. No, clearly. I get it. I mean, and, and I totally respect that. Cause that's like half of my life on this podcast. I totally <laughs> understand that. It's just me just like spouting theories that I have not yet fully formed. <laughs> I totally get that. But no, but I think you have a good point there you're right yeah like we our children or or whatever like the people that we raise right that we influence in any kind of way Mm -hmm. especially at the formative years of like childhood and growing up and stuff like yeah they end up becoming like a mirror Mm -hmm. for you yeah to like be confronted with yourself kind of you know much it's interesting yeah i don't know man parenthood we we should also like preface all of this by saying neither of us are parents. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like none of us are parents. We we think we know what it is, but oh, yeah. we know nothing. We have I mean, friends I've, that have kids, I mean, and we're I've like, watched, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I've watched enough television with like parents in them <laughs> to understand, <laughs> to know kind of like the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's basically kind of what this episode well at least half of this episode is dealing with yeah because lucy and kevin are new parents Mm -hmm. obviously and the baby's at this point only like a couple of weeks old and as we already know they're living back in the main house yeah and you know they're dealing with the whole like sleep schedule thing and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and kind of sort of like all the other camdens are like having to deal yeah. with the fact that there's this new baby in the house and yeah. how everything's just like a little topsy-turvy because the normalcy of life that happens when it's, you don't have a baby yeah. in the house is gone. Um, But Lucy's like soups into it. Yeah. And she's he, loving mommyhood right she's now. She's loving which is it. Awesome. And Kevin's like floundering a little bit. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's like they're both just tired i think and they're both like on edge and they're cranky it's just like lucy's handling it a lot better than yeah definitely you know what i mean yeah i don't know man i i felt like it was a lot of men spouting their opinions and thoughts and really not listening to lucy or annie yeah well mm, yeah because annie is doing a lot of work as she always does Mm -hmm. like she's pitching in as always but she's truly not complaining. No, she's I mean, not, she wants to do those things. That's what I'm saying. Like, so she's not, there is no suffering. There's no anger. There's no resentment mm-hmm. between her and Lucy in this episode. Mm-hmm. She's so happy to be there. She wants to do it. So when Eric is constantly saying, Annie, you're, you're putting in a lot of time. You're doing the laundry. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're, 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 your list sounds exhausting. But look at Annie. Look at that smile on her face. She keeps like saying, she loves I know. it. And she's like, there's a baby in the house. Well, okay, but I see. But so here's here's an interesting thought experiment, right? Like okay. Annie, as you said, all those things. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Like she wants to do these things. She wants to be helpful. She wants to be there for her daughter, yeah. being a new mom, whatever. 
but she really doesn't want people in the house. Yeah. And I and I have to wonder like how much of that is truly what she says because it's a new baby, germs, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And how much of it is truly just like, can everybody just like get the fuck out of my territory for a minute and like leave me alone? It, it probably both. I, I because apparently she was like that with the twins too. Mm. Like she didn't want anybody over. So yeah. so I think it's both like that internalization of oh the kids can get sick it's been 40 days they got to stay home blah blah like that 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 type a in her but also i think she is marking her territory this is my home this is my domain right you fucks with me i come back (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i i think yeah i think there's a little bit of that going on and then to your earlier point like meanwhile eric and kevin with lucy anyway like are both trying to tell annie and lucy like you know, you need to be doing less or you need to be doing more or we need to get out of here because like this isn't our house and whatever. And it's like, can we just let these women do their thing, do what they do and do what they want to do right now? Seriously. You know, like Lucy wants to stay up and not sleep and like, you know, whatever. And like, that's her prerogative. Like, although common wisdom does say you sleep when the baby sleeps, but still, like, you know what I mean? Like if she wants to wait for the next feeding and like take a shower and like, clean herself up or whatever let her fucking do that and if she and if people come to the house and she doesn't want to turn them away let her also do that like Mm -hmm. let her show off she made a human like kevin should be more willing to show savannah off you know what i mean but here's the thing though what why is it considered showing off i know it's not even it's just like you know everyone's sort of like doting over her yeah yeah and she is happy. She is excited. First of all, most moms, not most, I can't generalize. I'm not going to say that. Sure. But I have witnessed a lot of moms, for like first time mothers and whatever, whatever, how many days of being a motherhood, they're, they're not necessarily smiling because mm-hmm. they, they went through it's a lot. Yeah. Th- giving birth. Or, you know, delivering a C-section, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Both a lot of work. Not to mention, to, to speak specifically to Lucy's case, yeah. having given birth in an elevator, which yeah, is yeah. a harrowing ordeal. Yeah. Go on. And just losing sleep, whatever. But this girl has a smile on her face because she's so fucking excited that she has a little girl. She's breastfeeding, doesn't give a fuck who comes into oh the God, room. I love that. Yes. I love that she's just like, you know what? I thought I'd be weird about it, but I'm not yeah. because I'm a mom and I'm giving my daughter life. Yeah. I was so here for that. Yeah. It's one of the few times on the show where I'm like, yes, queen, yeah. <laughs> like preach. I, I've, you know, bottle or no bottle, who cares? You do what you're going to do. But I, like, I've heard um, a few moms tell me like, yeah, I don't think I want to breastfeed or like, I don't know. And then I swear to God, just walking out with their boob out. It was so, it's so funny. Like, yeah. you just don't give a fuck. I love that. I love and that confidence. Shouldn't. Yeah, And you shouldn't. It's like, I just brought a human being yeah. into the world. Mm-hmm. You best believe I'm going to walk around with my tits out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <You're- laughs> believe. I got one on the boob and I'm making dinner. What do you... <laughs> right? And then for Kevin to be like, okay, but you're also a wife. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Kevin. Mm-hmm. What is your deal, dude? I don't like the 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 playbook that they've given to Mm-mm. Kevin and the shit that he's Mm-mm. spouting because I have a hard time believing that this is what is being said. I don't I, I just I couldn't swallow that. 
truly I couldn't. It, yeah, it's it's almost hard to watch a little mm-hmm. bit because because and I don't know. I feel like. And do you want me to hate Kevin? I don't I, get it. Okay, right? Okay. I know. I struggle with Kevin so much. And this is not news for anyone who listens to this podcast. But like when we first met Kevin, I felt like, oh, he's this like progressive kind of dude, you know, yeah. like he has no feel like no qualms about like being into Lucy right away. Yeah. And he's obviously like self-assured, like he loves her. He moves in with her family and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then kind of like it's taken this turn where Kevin is like not hashtag man goals for me. You know Mm. what I mean? Like he's kind of he's kind of like weirdly, you know, old fashioned in his views of masculinity and femininity and husband and wife rules. Yeah. He's oddly like. I don't want to say controlling because I think that's the wrong word, but like he kind of has like 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 a complex i think about mm-hmm. his place in yeah. the house or whatever you know and i don't know it's just like uncomfortable because i feel like the evidence we keep getting given is conflicting with that that nugget i still have in my head that kevin's yeah. a good guy and it's like constantly at war with that cuz yeah. he keeps doing things like this where i'm like what the fuck are you talking yeah. about right now I just, I don't understand what they're trying to tell me about Kevin. Like, okay, her breastfeeding is not something to sexualize, right? Yeah, at all. At all. And so with Kevin acting, I I don't know. I've never seen dads behave like that. That's why. He makes it awkward by calling it awkward. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, never mind the fact that like, her tits out or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or that rather that she's free about that and yeah. chill about it. Right. Never mind that. But like also she's in a house with her family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, what does that say about you that you're tripping about that? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or what does it say about anything that you're tripping about that? You know what I mean? Like, like I get it. Like she's not, you know, maybe you don't want her tit to be out or whatever, but she's also not like out and about with her tit out. No, she's, she's in her not. home with her family. So yeah. like maybe get over it. Definitely. You know, I don't know. It's just obviously it just rubs you the wrong way. And again, I hated the conversation that goes down between Kevin and Lucy besides him, besides their argument, like, or whatever the shit that he spouts at her. I don't like at the end how they, makeup let's let's listen to their little like tiff they have okay she's breathing you don't have to watch her just the same i'll nap in the rocker i wish you wouldn't worry so much well maybe i wouldn't have to if you did worry just a little you know how many germs came through here today you know how many people saw me in my underwear just lying in bed like i'm useless honey everyone knows that new parents don't get any sleep and you do need sleep you're getting a little cranky well why aren't you getting a little cranky why don't you need sleep? I'll tell you why, because your mom's doing everything and that leaves you all peppy and happy like some some Stepford mommy. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> I know. Mm-mm. I know. And then you're right. When they do make up, it's like they're both apologizing. Yeah. And I get it. Like, when this happens, she sort of, like, rolls her eyes and leaves, like, walks away because yeah. that's all you really can do when he says things like that to you. Yeah. Like, obviously. Like, that, like why even dignify what he just said with any kind of a mm-hmm. response? But then, like, my takeaway from that scene was, like, they're both just tired. Yeah. Even though Lucy's putting a brave face on it and she seems happy yeah. and smiley, they're both just tired yeah. and cranky. 
and they're taking it out on each other. Yep. And or rather he's taking it out on her. She's just sort of bottling it up and internalizing it or whatever. Yeah. And like they both just needed to like come to the table and go listen. We're both cranky. We both need like we both need to realize that we need help. Yeah. And like we're not going to go anywhere anytime soon cuz mm-hmm. he's like I'll hire an interior decorator to like get the house up and running so we can move in. And she's yeah. like what's your deal? <laughs> like, yeah. like what, what's your rush? Like I'm sitting here. I'm not trying to like leave the house. Like, you know, yeah, they're just, I don't know. They're just in a moment right now. They're yeah. new parents. They're, they're tired. Neither of them know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I, I will admit it was really cute seeing Kevin by the crib in the beginning of the episode. Mm, and he's like, like watching her. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I just, I don't think she's breathing <laughs> like <laughs> that fear. Like that, that's kind of cute. Yeah. And Eric just being like, she is. Yeah. So maybe go sleep. Yeah. Cause now's your moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's whatever. Probably the only part that was cute between Kevin and the bebe. We should also talk about like our two minute silence scene. This episode oh, the boys. is the boys like, sort of like stepping up and like being a little grown up yeah. and like making their own lunches for yeah. school. <laughs> PB and J is really cute. <laughs> they and just then, like throw in the bag yeah, without yeah. any sort of bagging or whatever. Nope. And then ice cream sandwiches. So good. That Sam or is it David takes a bite. bite out of and then puts it in. <laughs> He's like, I'm saving you for later. <laughs> Breakfast of champions, a bite of ice cream sandwich. God, so I'm, cute. I'm not, I wanted an ice cream sandwich when I saw uh-huh. it. I was like, oh man, that okay. sounds good. Hot take, or rather unpopular opinion, I've never liked ice cream sandwiches. I did. I loved it. Especially those ones, like with that chocolate mm. bar around it that's like yeah. soft for some reason. Yeah, no. I, I hate those. I was I was all about the cookie ice cream sandwich. I'm all about the cookie. I'm all about the cookie. <laughs> what are you, Fred Durst? Yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> He's disgusting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Robert Durst. <laughs> no, Fred is also disgusting. Yeah. Hot takes. <laughs> Making some enemies. <laughs> yeah, they listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, maybe fans of them do. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, not really. Um, no. Never apologize for no. your opinions. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, like, I don't know. They end up sort of resolving, Kevin and Lucy, that is, that... They're not in a rush to leave. They're going to stay for at least a couple months, a few months until, you know, like at least until like the baby's sleeping through the night and stuff. And they're in more of like a routine or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then they'll worry about getting the house ready and moving in and stuff. Yeah. And and, and Lucy brings up a good point, too, because Kevin's like, let's get the fuck out of here. And she's like, "Okay, first of all, you bought the house without without consulting me. Yeah. I want to be the one to decorate my house, like decide what goes in it. And to do that, I need to leave the house. And I can't do that right now because the baby is still eating every two hours. So Mm -hmm. like, leave me be, you know? Yeah. So. Homie, just have some patience and call it a day. Not just patience, but like, where's the, where's the compassion? Like, where's that husbandly like thing? You know, like. I think it's. it's he feels useless is yeah, what it is. that's what it is he can't feed he can't but and then and then she's like okay i'll feed her you change her and he's like i don't want to change her because the umbilical cord is weird i'm like kevin you are failing so hard right yeah, now. yeah pick your battles bro he's you can do one thing in this in this baby's life right now and that is change her and you don't want to do that because the umbilical cord is gross yeah who are you yeah 
I don't know if I've seen many dads actually attack that umbilical cord, like clean it. They, they oh yeah, you have to clean it. Yeah, you have to until clean it around falls it. off. Yeah, it, it's so funny. I've noticed some. I haven't seen a dad attempt it, and I've always heard them say like, "I'm just scared," and it's so cute. And like, and I get that. That I get. And like, I've seen the moms are like, "Okay, let me just show you, just in case. What if I you can't get to me mm-hmm. in time, and you mm-hmm. gotta do it?" It's it's so funny when I see that happen, and I think it's really cute too. And How- then. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, just, I'm sorry. And just and like you always see the dads with their hands on their like mouth, like How the fuck am I supposed to do this? <laughs> <laughs> so cute. How soon typically does that thing fall off? Do we know? Oh, I feel like I should know. Does it take about two weeks or something like that? See, that doesn't feel long enough to me. I don't think it lasts that long. Really? Yeah, I don't think it. It doesn't stay on for like a month, really, mm, or anything okay. like that. Like you know, you just got to clean around it and just. Let it be. Let it be and let it fall off, yeah. That's so weird, though. It is. Like, I have to admit, like, I'm not saying I'd be like, I can't change you or whatever, but, like, it is a weird thing. I know. That is, like, a part of life. I know. Like, what? It's so weird. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Fucking humanity. (laughs) Biology. I know. You're like, you're a zygote, and now you're a fucking baby. Uh, (laughs) I know. It's really weird. Really cool. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like it's just so cool. It's cool like until it's yours. <laughs> well, yeah, like it's cool in like the sense of it. Like in yeah. like in like the thought of it or yeah. whatever. It's and then and then when you have to like deal with it, you're just like <laughs> you're like I don't know you. Can I, I give don't you back? Know you. <laughs> oh my god. It's yeah, it's I don't know. God bless all parents is all I can say. Yep. Like just who and whoever is like doing it, you know, because all you have to do is do it. You mm-hmm. can't. There's no right or wrong answer, as we said. You just gotta do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bless those people. <laughs> God, Lord knows, many of our listeners probably are parents. Yeah. So God bless all of you listening. Right. We now. welcome all emails about parenting. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> On, and honestly, if anyone knows like the science behind how long the umbilical cord lasts, like yeah. write to us. Let us know because that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, Bubba's. Um. So then, meanwhile, though, there's a lot of shit that's happening in this episode, man. Yeah. So like, while all this new parent shit is happening, okay, Martin's hooking up. Fart- no, <laughs> fucking. Mar- I almost called him Fartin just now. <laughs> fucking Martin. Is like fully taking advantage of his little garage apartment mm-hmm. situation. Oh my god! Before we get into that though, how f- like I don't know if you felt this, but like because the episode opens right with like Kev, like it's like the panning shot of like Lucy sleeping, and then we pan over and Kevin's like hovering yeah, over yeah. the baby, whatever. And I had totally forgotten that they're back in the house, so I'm mm-hmm. like, where did this wall come from <laughs> in their apartment? Like yeah. it doesn't look like the normal setup. And then and then I had to remember, oh no, <laughs> like that's right, they're not in the apartment anymore. Yep. Um. So yeah, so Martin's in the apartment. And there's like a he's asleep on the couch, and then there's another girl, or there's a girl, yeah, also asleep on another couch. Uh-huh. They're and they both have like textbooks open or whatever. So like, yeah, it's very innocent. Like, there's no, in my mind anyway. Like as that as that moment happens, like I wasn't like, ooh, Martin, yeah. you're fucking. Like it was just like okay, clearly they're studying and they fell asleep. Like, clearly it's going to be a big drama problem. Of course. But it's truly innocent. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But then he goes and lies about it. So 
immediately you're like well you done fucked up martin because you really didn't have to lie about it and it was just funny to me when ruthie's downstairs he's like no i'll take you to school like he's all (laughs) freaking out (laughs) and then eric's like she must want something (laughs) and he walks away from martin's like fuck (laughs) yeah his eyes go really wide as they cut to commercial yeah he's like "Mm, i should go (laughs) poor kid um so like he's dealing with his own like guilt or whatever about that happening and yeah. then him lying about it and stuff. But then that girl, Zoe, like makes it worse. Yeah. By adding on the fact that she is now telling people that they hooked up. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Yep. I just want, I just want to fit in or be popular or whatever. Yeah, she says, we're not normal because yeah. we're the only people not... My, my microphone was like to the side of my face. <laughs> She's like, we're not normal because we're the only people not hooking up. Yeah. And I don't... I want people to think I'm normal. Yeah. So I told them that we did. Even if we didn't, I don't care. I'd rather be perceived as normal. And... But you guys aren't even together. I don't. I don't understand. Like this you're not a couple. You guys are. I, I. I was assuming y'all were friends. Like, especially as a young girl. Like, do you really want to spread a, that rumor about yourself? Seriously. Like, in what world are we living where this is happening? Yeah. I don't. I don't know any girl that made up a rumor like that. For I them. mean. Okay. On the other. On the other hand, though, right? Like, there's something to be said about she's like owning it right like as though as though it was her choice Mm -hmm. as opposed to like oh yeah like he took me to his place and we hooked up she's like she's like i stayed over you know like there's there's a little bit of agency there but it's still so bizarre yeah and like sort of so outside the realm of reality that it just doesn't make any no, sense. No. And Martin is like truly flabbergasted. He's like, he's like, she's like, what if I told you I've been telling people? He's like, in fact, that makes me angry and you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like, oh, come on. We're not normal. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're never coming over here again. And we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was good on him. Yeah. I kind of respected him for that. Kind of kidding. I did. I mean, I do. Yeah. But then he doesn't really ever come clean until he feels backed into a corner. Like until yeah. all this shit blows up in his face. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, I need to come. I need to tell the truth because like all of a sudden the lies have become too much to handle. Or Seriously. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Goes so and then, talks to Ruthie. Fuck. Okay. Oh, my God. We need to talk about Ruthie. I don't know what's going on with her. She's a little shithead. She's <laughs> definitely, though, this is definitely a ploy to make Martin jealous, right? Isn't <laughs> it? It's clear she's in love with Martin, right? Yeah. I, I When he picks her up, dude, oh my God. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when they're talking and then she's like, no, but you can't tell me. He's like, oh, and like he makes that face. I was like, that was really cute between them. They're really cute together. Yeah. They have amazing I like, chemistry. I was about to say, yeah, I like the chemistry that they have right now. It's great. Yeah. 
And I feel like it's just going to keep building and building and Let building. Build. And she's going to like keep wanting to date bad boys. Yep. And he's going to keep having random girls make lies about him. <laughs> and then it's all going to come to a head. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> Could you imagine like their future conversations? She made rumors about, yeah, man, again. <laughs> you, you in love with another bad boy? Yeah, man, again. <laughs> all right, let's talk about it. So... She obviously knows that Zoe slept over, and so she says it's not blackmail. Blackmail, it is blackmail. Yeah, blackmails Martin that like if he gets her a date with this guy named Vincent, Vincent, that she won't tell Eric about what she saw. Yeah. So before we get too in the weeds with the storyline and the whole Vincent of it all, once in a blue moon, okay. An IMDb bio is so, what's the word, um, insane that it bears reading. I think uh, it's happened like once or maybe twice on this show prior. Okay. The bio for Thomas Decker, who plays Vincent, uh-huh. by the way, is like, you know what, I'll just read it. And then, okay. and then you can sort of glean your own understanding okay. of what this is. Okay. Okay. Thomas Decker was born to parents who possess very artistic and theatrical characteristics. His mother is an acting coach, actress, singer, and concert pianist, while his father was an artist, set designer, opera singer, and actor. His maternal grandfather was famed Welsh radio actor Alan Williams. Decker began acting at age six when he received a minor role on The Young and the Restless. A year later, he was given the opportunity to act with Patrick Stewart, Malcolm McDowell, and William Shatner in Star Trek, playing Thomas Picard. He went on to score guest spots on The Nanny, Seinfeld, Star Trek Voyager, and Caroline in the City before finally landing a regular spot on Disney Channel's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. For three years, he took on the role of Nick Zelinsky, creating a name for himself and finding a nice niche in the Disney universe. When he wasn't on set filming, he was lending his voice to sequels for The Land Before Time and An American Tale. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ended its run in 2000, but Decker continued to make appearances in television, including a recurring role in the family drama Seventh Heaven. A big break presented itself when he was cast as Zack in the first season of Heroes. Though after appearing in only 11 episodes, he was offered the role of John Connor in Fox's Terminator in 2008. While the premise of the show was widely popular, having been adapted from James Cameron's Terminator franchise, it struggled to maintain a steady audience and was cancelled after only two seasons. 2008 was still a busy year for Decker. He took on the role of Aiden, a troubled teen in the horror film From Within. Meanwhile, he also took part in the web-based series IQ 145, though his biggest project came when he decided to try his hand in film production. He wrote, directed, and starred in Whore, a film about a group of teenagers who travel to Hollywood to pursue their dreams but discover a much darker side to fame. A year later, he received the part of Taylor Ambrose, a leukemia patient in the drama My Sister's Keeper, alongside Cameron Diaz and Abigail Breslin. Oh my god, he was in that movie! The role was rather timid and intelligent because it let Decker immerse himself in a character he has never played before. In early 2000, he took a stab as Jesse Braun in the reimagining of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Decker's most recent role is Lance Loud in Cinema Verite with Diane Lane, Tim Robbins, and James Gandolfini. Okay, did his mother write this bio? (laughs) No, seriously, who wrote this bio? 
woman named Stephanie M. It's so good. But it's like, like it's like the most name droppy, most ridiculous thing I've ever read in my life. It's like a love letter to his career. The part where she says the role was rather timid and intelligent because it let Decker immerse himself in a character he has never played before. Fuck right off. <laughs> what are you saying? It's the most amazing bio that's ever Fuck been Fuck right off. <laughs> It's the most amazing bio. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I found it. Like, I'm like for some reason, because he looked familiar. So, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I, I x-rayed him. And then I was like, I just read, like, the opening line of his thing. And I was like, why is this all about his parents? Yeah. And then I kept reading. And it just got better and better. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like a love letter. It's insane. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was in that movie. <laughs> I was like, because I'm looking, I'm like, you look familiar. You look familiar. I can't put this together. I knew, I knew you'd like recognize him from something that I read. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, so Martin's like, okay, fine. He con- corners Vincent and Vincent's like, this is all a ploy by my parents, isn't it? Yeah. They, they set you up to set me up because they want me to talk to the reverend and Martin's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude, but no. Why does it, why, wait, why does Vincent sound like he's from a Western? He does? That's the way you're. (laughs) I'm like, he does? (laughs) You're like, ooh, my parents. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make him sound horde. Yeah, horde. (laughs) Um, So he's like, and then Martin's like, I don't know, what's your problem? He's like, I don't know, I have a problem, and leaves. Yeah, dude. He literally says, I have a problem, and leaves. And Ruthie, you have great t- I, taste. I know. <laughs> she keeps getting involved with these, like, hot mess of people. Like, yeah. Um, or rather, attracted to hot mess people. Um, so then he shows up at the house anyway mm-hmm. or no he well he goes to the office i think or something happens no he right? calls he calls the oh, camden right. house and gets on the phone with eric mm-hmm. and eric basically just offers his services yeah he's or like whatever. why don't you come over we'll yeah talk we'll talk out. so of course in true eric fashion they talk it out and we learn that like his parents want him to go to church despite themselves never having been raised in church and not going to church yeah. now. They have no desire to go to church, but they feel like he should go to church for some reason. Like, he, they, he, he keeps, like, not saying a reason. And you're yeah. just like, wait, what's the big fucking secret? Like, yeah. what is he, like... I know. Like, what is he, like, what's his problem? Like, it's it's impossible to sort of glean anything I know. from these conversations he's having. So then his parents show up, yep. adding insult to injury. Wait, Oh my god. Huh. The dad. He's familiar. I'm forgetting from That's what, right? That's in the play we were talking about off mic. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. That was weird. Listeners have like no clue what the fuck we're talking about. It's Sorry. an off mic conversation. I'm not going to cut it out. Um anyway, so they show up and basically they're just a bunch of hot messes themselves. Yeah. They, Isn't he also on the show um uh Grace and Frankie and Grace? Isn't he on this now? Oh, that's like he plays like their neighbor that creates the you place know what? too. He is, and he's not the guy in the play I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We yep, know yep, our yep. stories. We know our actors. You guys so were good. so good, so good. Um, we, we rule at this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> so never mind. Oh my god, this is so insane. Anyway, but these weirdo of like parents come in. Well, th- you, can you even call them parents? Because just a minute ago we were saying how like to be a parent is just to do it, yeah. just to throw everything you have at it, right, wrong, yeah. whatever. These people have not even tried. They yeah. never had to. Grandparents fully stepped in. They did everything. Yeah. They, they fed him. They changed him. Mm-hmm. They sent him to school. They did all this shit yeah. for them. And then when they up and retired to Hawaii, now all of a sudden they don't know how to take care of their kid and be parents to this 15-year-old boy. Yeah. So their solution is send him to church? Yeah, and I'll... All I'm thinking is, wait a minute, did you ever, were you ever around this boy when he was growing up with your parents? Like with his grandparents? It feels like they weren't. Yeah, it seems like they were always on vacation or like their parents sent him off to boarding school and then like they were gone somewhere Mm -hmm. throughout the entire time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what, you don't have a relationship with your own son? Yeah. There's no, I I can't make sense of that. It's ridiculous. And not to mention too, like... Vincent doesn't seem to be troubled per se. Like he no. just doesn't have a relationship with his parents, shocking no one. Yeah, but maybe it's because like his grandparents did an awesome job with him. That's what it seems no, like, right? right? But, I, I guess my point is like they're they're like worried about him. They don't know what to do about him, and it's like yeah. do about what? He's yeah. just a kid. You just don't even know your own son, yeah. so you're the ones tripping. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, like he's not a problem. He you could tell he's just like what he's looking at them like what is your problem? Right? Because because they're like trying to force church down his throat, and he's like I don't want to go to church. Yeah. Like I'm just trying to be 15 right now. Yeah, you know. I'm it's, normal. It's, it's such a like odd situation, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. And to be fair, one that doesn't really get explored very much. I yeah, think no, at least on television, no. like that where, where the kid is fine and the parents just don't have a relationship. And so it feels rot, but really mm-hmm. all they have to do is just come together <laughs> yeah. and talk probably. Yeah. You know, like Come there's over. no drugs. There's yeah, no, yeah. She, he's, they just don't know how to be together yeah. as a family. It's, it's like, weird. Kid, come on over, say hi. Yeah. So basically, of course, Eric like convinces all of them to go to church, whatever, shocking no one. Um, <laughs> and like, we're just left to presume that it's going to be fine. But then he kisses Ruthie outside. Ruthie was so cute. She's she asked him out. Yeah, I'm so proud of her for like owning that. Yeah, she asked him out. But my favorite is when she comes back in, like, okay, because you're blackmailing, no dating for a few weeks. She's like, okay, that's fine. I can wait. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh no 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 no, you're too happy. Why is it okay? He kissed me. I love it. She's like, he kissed me, all smiling, and Martin's face too. They. They pant in Martin's face, right? They go I think to so. Mm-hmm. And he's just like all smiley for her. Yeah, they're both like really smiling. Yeah, yeah. Are you um, dying a little bit, Martin? Inside? <laughs> Is it okay? He's not in love with her yet. Not he yet. doesn't know he's in love with her yet. She knows she's in love with him. Mm. Um. Okay, so as proud as I am of Ruthie for like taking the reins and being like, you know what? If I'm going to go out with this guy, I'm going to ask him out and mm-hmm. like do that. And then, they, and then she gets kissed and it's all great, right? But then, then... I was confronted by Ruthie herself of how desperate she seems. And she's so honest about it that Mm -hmm. it's a little weird. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when she starts talking to Eric about how she's just been so waiting for a find a guy to go out with. I finally was just like, I'm going to do it. And I'm just like, Ruthie, that's a little desperate. And it's one thing to be desperate, but she's so like honest and open about it that it's like, 
what? Like, who are you? But you seem to forget that's how Lucy was like that and very obnoxious Mm. about her wanting a boyfriend. Remember? Or when she had one. That's true. She would rub it in everybody's faces. Like, it's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, but Ruthie is coming from a place of excitement. Yeah, yeah, I finally got a boy. But it's like, are you sure? Did you pick the right one? Well, see, for me, it's like, I didn't even care about the whole Vincent of it all. I was just like in that moment where she's like, like where she's, it, I guess, I guess the part that I'm struggling with is it just doesn't feel like words a 15 year old girl would say to her dad. Well, I know, you know what I, I know. Mean? I, Cause I don't think I've ever had this kind of conversation with my dad. She's like so frank about how she's yeah. just been jonesing for a boyfriend. Like it's it, weird. It is weird. And I'm also thinking about where are Ruthie's friends. Does she not have she has any no friends? We've talked about this. Like always no friends. None of them have friends. Do you, do you realize? Yeah. None of them have friends. Yeah, they don't. Lucy doesn't have any friends that come over. Martin has Mac. Martin has That's Mac. It. That's it. Yeah, you're right. Ruthie doesn't really have anybody. Lucy has no friends. And she did once upon a time. Did she? In high school, she did. She had Well, yeah, friends. she had that one that died. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so bad. Mary had some friends because of did. the basketball deal. Yeah, yeah. Corey. Simon definitely had friends. You're right. Okay, I'm I'm exaggerating. Yeah, but like but like right now, none of them, none of them have, have friends. friends. It was yeah. weird. Y'all yeah. don't have barbecues or cookouts. I don't understand. Nothing. Well, but see, this this speaks to the bigger issue. I think we touched on it a couple of months months ago, a couple of episodes ago. Like this show doesn't know how to invest in characters. Yeah. that are not the Camdens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. They they don't even know how to invest in Kevin, who is a main character now. Yeah, yeah, they don't like, like they don't. It's weird. I know, and I hate I hate the lines that they give them. I don't know, man. Yeah, a lot of shit. It's a weird episode. I don't it know. Is. It's all just too much. Bah. Yeah, and then the and then that weird hint of like season one Eric, where when he finds out that Martin lied about Zoe. He tells Annie. Yeah. And then he's like, and I think Ruthie knows too. And Annie's like, okay, well, it's, I think it's time to pull Martin out of the garage. And he's like, I have a better idea. Why yeah. don't we wait to see how long it takes him to come clean? And it's like, what? I thought we're past that shit when you would play games with your kids. Yeah. Like, what is happening? He's regressing. Definitely. Now that there's a baby in the house, he doesn't even know what to do with himself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Annie, you're working, you know, uh, w- Oh, what did he say? You know, we're doing the laundry, whatever. Okay, you're doing the laundry. I was like, yeah, cur- yeah, no shit. You're still off at doing whatever you do all day. Job, such a small word. <laughs> Barf. Yeah, the fact that I I quoted an episode. This <laughs> no, is bad. No, what he said is barf, not you quoting it. Both is barf. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I my note is. Vincent's parents are idiots, clueless morons who don't seem to want to take responsibility. No life skills. She doesn't even cook. Yeah. (laughs) No life skills. It's true, though. Like, it's weird. Like, it's as if... And they're they're coming in... They're stunted. Like, the parents are stunted. And they're coming in with the suit. I'm like, did did you buy it? Or did someone... (laughs) Like, do you get what I mean? Like, I'm like, what... 
what talents do you have or what are you capable of? Yeah. I have no idea because the way you're talking about this kid and how he was raised, you played no part. And it's almost like you didn't even know how to raise yourself. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. weird. And and God bless the grandparents. Yeah, dude. For stepping up. Yeah. They just, you and know, doing all that. But also, too, you could you could maybe put some responsibility on them like they didn't pull back yeah. and give the parents a chance to be parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And then, well, now they did. They decided to retire and move to Hawaii. And to hear Here you the- go. Here's a 15-year-old boy we've been raising. And then the best is, I think, when he said, yeah, you know, we're thinking of, like, maybe we'll quit our jobs and go to Hawaii. I'm like, have you lost your goddamn mind? <laughs> I know. When they said that, I was like, you know what? Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Then the family is going to retire again and move to Guam. Like, <laughs> will you follow him then? <laughs> <laughs> cut to vincent's a terrible parent who's just relying on his great grandparents to take care of his kid like <laughs> oh man uh yeah this episode is just like also too the bigger problem with it is like where do we go from here y'all nowhere we're still in the same place at the end as where we started yeah. there's no you know, pushing through of the narrative. There's no con- like continuation of plot. There's just no point to these to this episode, mm-hmm. other than the where where Martin and Ruthie get grounded. So yeah. maybe for the next episode, they they'll be grounded. But together, like, who gives a fuck in know? harmony. Ooh, <laughs> in his garage. Oh no. Um, oh my God, I'm just like sexualizing Ruthie. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm also sexualizing Martin and that's okay. <laughs> Double standard y'all. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I think, I think we did this episode. I think, I think we just need to rate it. <laughs> Two thumbs down. Interesting. Me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting in that same. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just nah. it's just an unnecessary episode too. Yeah. Like it was fun all the Ruth um all the Lucy and Kevin like new parents yeah, stuff. Yeah. But even that's like kind of sucky because they're shitty. Like or rather he is so shitty to her mm-hmm. that it's like y'all are in the same boat. Be partners in this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. like where did we lose sight of the fact that we're partners? Like yeah. Kevin's like, I went and I bought a bunch of thank you notes. And the Annie's like, oh, cool. I can help you with them. And he's like, no, no, you've done enough. Like, oh, we're like, give this man a medal because he's going to write some thank you notes. Yeah. You work so hard. Mm. Oh, and then Sam and David rip up all the gifts. <laughs> oh, I know. They like open everything and then they write their own little thank you cute. notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. It is cute. I mean, I get it. I understand why kid would rip. All- I mean, it's exciting to rip presents. Well, they're but they're boring. It's just clothes. Clothes. I know. <laughs> but you're like, it's a present. Yeah, they're cute. I I like that now. Sam and David are like characters in their own right. I mean, yeah. they kind of have been all season, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like now, especially since the focus is on the baby, yeah, like they just sort of have some autonomy as mm-hmm. characters, you know, which is fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Let's we'll see. see. Let's see what trouble they get themselves into. Yeah, let's see what shit they <laughs> deal with. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's about going to do it for us, folks. 
Um, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the social medias or send us an email at For Heaven's Sake Show at gmail.com. Also, we're on Patreon, y'all. Patreon.com yeah, slash the number four Heaven's Sake Pod. Um, we've you know, you can subscribe, become a heaven head, and you'll get access to two bonus episodes a month of live commentary on movies that T has seen that I have not. There's um, quite a few. Quite a few up there, and they're all available the minute you subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> For your listening pleasure. And um, until next time, bye. Bye.